Hey everyone, it's Haley here. I hope that you are having a spooky good time in October. It's a spooky season, as everyone has said. It's uh, our second episode of October, but it's definitely not our last. So, have an announcement. Evil interludes are coming back. I know we talked about it on Zone of Truth, so it's not really a, a big announcement, but Evil interludes will come back. We're going to do it big for Halloween. Uh, once again, we have been on a hiatus due to COVID, and so we are very excited to get back, see what the, the Evil Interlude crew is doing, see kind of what they're up to. I can't wait to get back to playing an evil character. Wait, I do that all the time. So I guess I can't get, wait to get back to playing my little old lady who eats children. With that all being said, I hope that you guys are all having a great spooky season. And I would like to welcome you to episode 113, The Late Shift. that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 113, and boy, do I feel unlucky. Because uh, for our group beverage, we got something truly heinous. Yeah, and by the way, we can see who votes for what. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are, who did this to us. We know some of your addresses. All of yep. your names are on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we drinking, Emily? All right, so we are drinking Beef Fizz, which was jokingly suggested by Abby and then uh gained quite an exciting following so then I had to put it on the poll and then of course it got picked right away did you have to had to well as i quote from discord from griffin i'm into it oh, oh no, oh, no. That's, that's fair because Emily, that was great. Uh, i think from uh, I think I am going to enjoy this more than any of you. Could be. So so what's in a beef fizz? All right. So this lovely concoction has beef broth made from concentrate. It has lemon juice, ginger ale, and uh, vodka. In quantities you would be surprised by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and by the way, it's not just regular beef broth. It's... It's condensed, so it's that concentrated stuff. Yeah, there wasn't nearly enough liquid to account for it. <laughs> There's Oof. a a thin film on top of my shot glass of this yeah. that I'm really not looking forward to. So while we were at the store uh, getting the ginger ale, I said, you know what? Alcohol might go better with all of this red wine. And so I bought a handle of $9 red <laughs> wine. One of the large bottles, too, he looked, so you know it's bad. We were, we were checking out, and he looked at me. He's like, should I get the $12 or the $9? I'm like, if you need to ask. It's going into, you already know. <laughs> it's yeah. going into beef broth, my dude. <laughs> How'd that pan out for you? Should we, should I, I am positive I know the answer. Shall we try these? I think we have to. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. It's like a slightly sweet beef broth. Oh, but it's say. thick. Oh, come on. Oh, you boy. haven't had thick on this show. You haven't. Don't even begin to speak to me about thick on this show. The ginger ale just like leaves a little lingering sweetness to it and probably the lemon juice too. It's not good. But the fat globules are stuck in my teeth. That's really upsetting. I really hate that. Really giving the listeners a great mental image. I'm almost done yeah. with mine. I Oh, I did mine in a shooter. That was, uh, I'll tell you what. So I told my coworker about this today. And he mentioned that uh, 
you, you guys should suck it up because think of how many nasty potions you have to drink on air. And I was like, that's fair. I bet this tastes how bull strength tastes <laughs> in, uh, in Pathfinder. So bull strength is just a straight shot of taurine. Well, I think I think it's a little bit of beef is. Should we start doing that for the show? Like, if we have a potion we drink in combat, we have to, like, take a yeah, shot? Yeah, I guess. No. I guess, Beef is. I guess no. bull strength is off the menu for the <laughs> no. campaign. Yeah, red wine was the call. I think maybe only because I was able to water it down enough. I it's seriously gross. think you just put too gross. much vodka in your specific one. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine literally, I didn't taste the vodka. It, it was just, just I didn't like, taste, yeah, yeah, broth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't taste the vodka in the other one either. This this actually has a very slight bit of red wine and like salty red wine. But but I ugh. think everyone has a... A sidearm? Yeah. Side Thankfully, is, yes. Yeah. Brooks, let's start with you, uh, since you're the only one not done with your beef fizz. Um, I actually have drank probably a, a pretty close to the same volume as a shot, so I'm not disappointed in myself one bit. But my sidearm is uh, Great Lakes Oktoberfest. Uh, last week, I tried out quite a few different Oktoberfests, and I liked this one the best. So uh, that's that's what I went with. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of someone I went with, hey, Haley, what are you drinking? I am drinking Light Up the Night. Uh, it's a black cherry cider from Beak and Skiff. It's uh, from New York. It's pretty good. It is very, very, like, it tastes more like it's mostly just cherry juice, like, made into alcohol rather than, uh, like, a cider with cherry flavor. Okay. You guys really aren't giving me anything. I was just trying to make Lately, drink. you haven't that's given me wanted. anything. Even Brooks. Even doing. Brooks hasn't given me anything. You're usually pretty surefire. Brooks is pretty on point with his, uh, with his transition fodder, and even he has not been giving me anything for the past couple of episodes. I'm going to take your backup character and kill him this episode. I'm sorry that my drink didn't <laughs> light up your life. I speaking to someone that does not light up my life, Steve. God, I knew I was getting that one. <laughs> what are you drinking? Hi, Griff. I'm drinking a beer from Brewdog. This is called the Empire Strikes Gold. And I really struck gold with this purchase. I'll tell you what. It's very tasty and uh, slides down my throat nice. Speaking of someone that slides down your throat nice. Hey, it's me, Griff. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm, Emily's face in anticipation. I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a <laughs> citizen. I see it. <laughs> Citizen Seltzer. Uh, it's called an Apple All Day Craft Hard Seltzer, and honestly, it tastes kind of like a cider. It it, it doesn't really taste like a seltzer at all. Um, speaking of something else deceiving, hey Emily, what are you drinking? Deceiving. Uh, so, what I'm drinking night tonight actually did come from a cidery. Uh, this is Mershon's Raspberry Honey Wine. It's uh, from a place uh, kind of near Madison, Wisconsin. And I love all of their artwork on here because they're kind of like fantasy, old school fantasy adventure. And then there's like honey and berries everywhere. So it's fun. And it's also absolutely delicious. Dang, it's 14%. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's we're getting saucy fine. tonight. Dang. I guess so, yeah. I just, if I don't the know. Beef fizz wasn't any indication. <laughs> well, we have to roll off before we get Ooh. into this episode. I know I'm going to be using my Dire Dracona D20 from Die Hard. Say As that. Am I. Say that five Same times fast. Same here. Hmm. Speaking of episode 113, I rolled a 13. <gasps> Me too. 16. Gotcha. I'm, I'm definitely not drinking. I have a 20. Oh, it's me. It's nine. Uh, Hot dog fizz. (laughs) Shut up, Steve. Uh, No, that is not on the list of approved drinks. It's already boycotted. (laughs) I appreciate that, Emily. Oh, boy. So, when last we met our heroes, they parted ways with Ikmer so that he could go become the prince he was meant to be. And... A party of four 
left the furrows and headed towards the town of Thrushmore, where you know Vrood sent two riders carrying um, different components, you think, of the carrying crown. And so that's where we'll enter. The journey is going to take several days to get to Thrushmore. And we find ourselves kind of at the end of the first day, having just left Ikmer. You're kind of skirting the barren furrows. There are small settlements kind of dotting the area. Some less dense woods uh, surrounds you kind of thinner than the Shutterwood proper. And for the first time, you start to smell salt on the air. I think with the day's events, having been through many funerals as well as having to say goodbye to a companion that much of the party has had for months and even Freya has had for at least a month. I think the day takes its toll and Eclipse sets up her new sentry. Yes. The party drifts off to sleep. And it's restful sleep for everyone but our dwarven cleric. Freya, you toss and turn. You're having bad dreams from bad memories. In Freya's dream, a disheveled younger version of herself mindlessly walks as the scenery around her changes from rocks to brush to small fields of crops. A voice calls out to her from the field. Hey there, do you need help? Freya stumbles to a stop, considers the question, and mumbles. Yes. Before her vision goes black. She wakes in a modest hut, feeling physically better, but mentally detached, only hearing snippets of conversation. Must have escaped from a town with bloody end. Only a matter of time before the disease reaches us here. Time passes in a blur around around Freya as she's trapped in her sorrow. Eventually, she focuses again, hearing more conversations. Education is key. They can prevent the spread by limited contact and watching for the symptoms. For those that are already sick, I can heal them. You'll expose yourself to the disease. Think of your family. Family isn't always blood. It's about who's willing to hold your hand when you need it most. They need my help. Hearing this, Freya's mind starts a new line of thought. A disease ravaged my town. Taken my husband. My baby. My whole world. It was preventable. More people are dying before their time. It is preventable. I could help them. Freya sits up and surveys the room with a clear mind for the first time. She removes her wedding ring and finds a small chisel. She goes to work delicately etching the ring with the name Signy in memory to her daughter and to signify a new beginning. She braids the ring into her hair before striding out from the hut. Emerging, she startles a man and woman packing supplies into a saddlebag. Freya introduces herself for the first time to her rescuers. My name's Freya, and I'm ready to help. Teach me. And then we fade back over the sleeping Freya, and it appears she's stopped tossing and turning and is sleeping still. The night passes uneventfully. The sentry doesn't 
trigger. And you would say it's maybe uh, morning time? Absolutely. Okay, just curious. Good morning, Rooster. It gets quieter every time. I don't understand I don't, it. I don't that was so like, weak. I, I bet the listeners didn't even hear it at all. Probably not. It was. You really? Oh, there you there go. There we go. I feel like that's still not even nearly as loud as it used to be in the <laughs> early days. It used to just break our eardrums. Yes. Yeah. It was ear splitting. <laughs> so you travel on and that smell of salt and that breeze gets stronger as you eventually... Um, make it to a shoreline. You can make me a uh, knowledge geography check. Twenty-seven. You think this is uh, from your maps Avalon Bay? Thrushmore sits on this bay further than you are, you think it'll probably be at least another day's journey to get there. Okay. It would appear we are on track. Probably another day's journey or so, but we are making good time. Um, I, I imagine we just kind of follow the bay around then. Uh, may, maybe as we're going, I, th- I think we established towards the end of that last episode, um, we've got three horses Freya and Air Bear are on their own. Um, Raven Grow Squads, uh, buddying up. Yeah. And absolutely. And Matsumbe will look over to Air Bear. Air Bear, I think now would be a good time to ask you a few questions. Namely, we have all stared death in the face together. We have fought many foes. And I think we all fill a certain role per se think of a swordsman if the swordsman is wielding a blade perhaps the blade itself is our friend Eclipse here striking down foes with abandon a blade also has a cross hilt to keep the swordsman from from receiving injury that would be our Freya and the blade also has a hilt, so the swordsman can direct it to strike vitally. That might be me, guiding your guiding your swings and informing us how to defeat our foes. And incapable of doing much damage. <laughs> I never said I was a blade. At most, maybe a, a dagger worn around the belt. <laughs> And our friend, uh, who has departed our group for bigger and better things, he was no part of a sword. He was a shield, keeping us all safe. So I ask you, if worse comes to worse and we face death yet again, how do you suppose you would fit in with the rest of us? I'm basically asking what your role in combat is without asking, like, what your class is or whatever. That is certainly a uh, very, well, uh, good question for a group of party members uh, traveling together. So with that, I will say that my two blades are very fine. And they are, well, very precise. And so there really is no way for me to become a shield. But there, I might be a better dagger than what you might be. Precision is my thing. Sounds like maybe he's the sharp point or edge of the sword. A perfect metaphor. (laughs) There we have it. Who needs a shield or a swordsman when you just have one good sword? Great sword. (laughs) Well, I do have uh, two wakizashis, so there are uh, many possibilities of uh, the 
The blade. Now, Eclipse, you're probably the only one that's actually seen swords like this. Probably. The rest of you, uh, these look foreign, unlike anything you've ever seen a swordsman use. Um, Again, your metaphor doesn't really apply to them, but Eclipse, you probably saw these growing up, people wielding them. Yeah, between um, either when I was very, very young or, well, my foster parents were, you know, kind of teaching me about my culture as a whole. Haley, the the person here that is talking to you all, uh, does not know what they look like, though. Small katana. Okay. Like, like if a katana's blade was kind of cut in half, almost. That's like the length of the blade. Gotcha. Yeah, and I can't, I can't spell what he keeps saying, so I, I can't Google either. <laughs> <laughs> just, just look under exotic weaponry in your, your lab. I think there are some With cool, a w. cool photo comparisons. So even if you just search like katana and then like different sizes. It'll show you comparisons between the different sword types with their names. It's a, Genius. A wakizashi. Da. Wakizashi. But I'm probably pronouncing that. Okay. Just butchering it as a swordsman. I'm sure, I'm sure Air Bear could pronounce it. <laughs> um, oh, no, it's yeah. more Japanese sounding word. I'm not sure the German accent's going to fully Do it grasp it. Yeah. So actually, that's where Eclipse... Uh, when he says that about his weapon, she will say, uh, yeah, actually, I, I noticed them. They look familiar. But it does beg the question, where are you from? Because something's not adding up. Well, uh, I am from Ustalab. Where? The, because I carry uh, these weapons, does... Uh, I was merely taught with them. I was not necessarily uh, born with them in any way. Right, they're just fairly rare in this kind of area, so it doesn't seem likely. That makes sense, and I do appreciate the uh, thought behind it, but Ustalaf is my answer. Okay, we all have things that we'll share at some point. I assume that's one of them. Clearly, you're pretty strong to have made it that far against Rude and Dr. Saloom. And you're clearly very dedicated to your mission if you were willing to almost die for it. We're a team here, though. Before, if you were fighting on your own, you only had to worry about yourself. I hope you can be as dedicated to the cause as you can be to our team, too. That is uh, certainly... Very true, and I will take it into consideration. Awesome. So I'm kidding. Yes, of course I will help you, and I very much so got myself into a bit of a pickle. And with that, I uh, was captured, and you guys found me as as I was, and so with that... I very much so understand that there are better ways uh, to go about things, especially when there are other people. Speaking of the way that we found you, has has Freya taken a deep look yet to see if you can take those bandages off? I, I don't. It's not good to leave bandages on for a very long time. You can gotta air out wounds sometimes. Yes, you gotta get all of the muck and the. Very scientific of you. <laughs> That's just how a rastal deals with wounds. <laughs> Rub some muck in it. Icky. <laughs> no, it's muck here's, here's, my it channel, here's my channel positive muck. Remove the old muck. Add clean, good, healing mud, and you're mm-hmm. good. I'm not a very smart person, but I do have a lot of wisdom that I've accrued over the years. Hi, so- it's me, your doctor. <laughs> I'm not a very smart person. <laughs> I can just, I'm here to help. Just see, putting on the gloves, picking up the scalpel. I'm not a smart person. <laughs> I didn't even wash my hands before I put these gloves on. <laughs> you know, there's someone else that uh, also called herself 
a doctor, and she was not very uh, helpful. Well, you're putting words into my mouth. I never claimed to be a doctor. I'm not one. I'm a healer. Yes, we can all agree that the Dr. Saloom was much better qualified for medical practice. <laughs> However, Freya is what we've got. Also, uh, Freya doesn't get any of it from her intelligence like uh, Dr. Saloom did. It's all from the will of her god. Powers through her. Well, uh, yeah. I didn't read a lot of books to get <laughs> to where I am today. <laughs> Either way, I think you should let her take a look. <laughs> we travel along this path, and I do not feel uh, the need at the very moment, but I very much appreciate it. I have certainly had to treat many wounds in my day, and I am not completely unable to heal, or at least uh, re-bandage myself. The last thing we want is for you to get an infection or some sort of strange disease out here. I might not have what it takes to heal it, or it might take a lot of time. Prevention is the best medicine here. I think I'll need to take a look at him. Perhaps that can wait until we're around the campfire. And he kind of cuts eyes at Eclipse and, and Freya, like, we know his arms are dead. Like I didn't see them. I don't think, because you guys went up and I was watching your guys' back. Oh, Because okay. Eclipse okay. was going to turn to you and ask in Polyglot at some point, what was wrong with his arms? This seems very suspicious. It's funny you ask. He's he's just as alive as you and me. But those arms don't carry any life within them. You know me, eh? I banish the undead. He is not undead. He just seems to have arms that function more like machines than living flesh. Is this in common? It's in polyglot. You wouldn't uh, know. Yeah, you, the only thing you'll probably hear is when I about when I'm about to say phrasma. Yep. <laughs> they see he sees you're gesticulating in his arm. <laughs> A vital component of polyglot is body language. It does not matter. You don't know. Um but yeah, I, I guess Eclipse will just ask. Uh and just cause I don't know I mean, how does Verasma feel about dead arms? I don't know that I have the answer to that question. Says the fucking ghost toter. <laughs> the Rasma is not my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's not classically trained in Rasmaology, yeah. and I think over the course of this campaign, we've seen Matumbe blur the lines a bit, uh, a little bit with some of this kind of stuff. Notably with you, Correct. also with you know some of those uh, the zo- <laughs> zombie monks in book two yeah. that weren't necessarily harming others or um, or really. St- uh, he's uh, Matume is almost as much in the dark about this as you. He doesn't really know what to think about it. He takes a pretty draconian stance against a lot of undead, but where it kind of blurs the lines, where it doesn't infringe on anybody's rights or, or or lives, he doesn't really know how to handle that all that well. Yeah, and I think I mean Eclipse legitimately asking not for, I guess, an answer as much as she's genuinely curious. Where the two like high end characters who generally have more of the knowledge, yeah. she just doesn't know how to how that handles. Well, if we find out and worse comes to worse, maybe we just apply uh, a, a a good healer over here to do a couple quick amputations. And with that, you know, a lot of uh, polyglot is <laughs> his body language, so he'll do the like chopping motion on one shoulder, chopping motion on the other, uh, gesticulate over to. <laughs> Over there, right. bear. What do I, what do I have to do, or what do this I is, have to roll in this sense is, motive? To, uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could probably just pick that up. Right. So that was that was purely unjust. Purely unjust. I mean, I think you could still roll Even a sense still, motive. Yeah. You take a penalty because you obviously don't speak the language. But all right, uh, twenty-one. With a twenty-one, you get the sense that they're talking about you. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, you you can't really tell, especially without the language, whether it's good or bad. But uh, your your instinct is that they're saying things you probably they don't want you to hear if they're speaking in polyglot in front of you. If it is uh, my blades that you are worried about, uh, you need not fear. They are extremely precise. And he'll uh, take them out of his the sheaths and uh, hold his arms out uh, extremely steady to show that they're not like uh, falling apart. And yeah, and and you do so easily. Um, this is probably one of your first times drawing your swords since you've been incapacitated. And um, you almost feel more agile. Yes, he is. Yeah, he will just twirl, uh, twirl them around, and careful to be not close to anyone, and uh, definitely not stabbing the horse. But his blade work is indeed uh, very good. When he's swirling the swords around, can Freya see? Um, and maybe this would be a perception check if it looks like the um, dead flesh is like spreading or there's like uh, discolored veins or necrotic flesh that's gone like a beyond the, where the bandages are. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a 28. With a 28, um, the top of the bandages maybe slips enough as he's um, swinging the swords around, you see a very distinct line of okay. like stitching, and it it's maybe there's like a tiny bit of furless skin above it, but it pretty much cuts off at the stitching. Okay, so it so looks like it's like a pretty clean cut. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Well, is that enough to uh, convince you two that I can at least wield my swords? We are very impressed. Yeah, we weren't even we weren't even worried about that, man. In fact, we were talking about something completely different. <laughs> Roll a bluff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a great start. Great start, Matumbe. It's gonna be a thirteen. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> give, give me that sense motive, Air Bear. I almost threw inspiration on it. <laughs> <laughs> New characters get a rocky road. Freya oh, knows man. Mm -hmm. I think you got lucky. <laughs> uh, six on the die. You said it was perception or... Uh, sense motive. Sense motive. Yeah, you got me with an 11. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, oh. Air Bear, you're... Uh, you're kind of put a little bit at ease. Cool. Hmm. You think maybe they were talking about you, but maybe they were talking about how cool your armor is or something. Or how strong he looks, right? Yeah, when I did the cutting motions at the shoulders, you maybe interpreted that as like, damn, I do look good in this tank top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not the one that failed their, their sense motive. <laughs> Can still be skeptical. So after probing your new companion, it's the evening and you all settle down to a campfire. Eclipse, I imagine, uh, sets up the sentry. Sentry up. And you all eat a meal together as the sun goes down. And you're, you're kind of close to the shore. It's like a, it's like a beach bonfire. Eclipse, the sentry triggers. Oh. What happens if it triggers from multiple directions? Okay, so it doesn't matter where it triggers from. So it could all trigger at the same thing. But as soon as it, it is triggered, actually what pops up is a little apparition of Liana. And she basically puts her hand out to stop whatever it is as she's my guardian 
and with that in mind, each creature will need to succeed at a will save or be dazed. And I'm immediately aware, then it'll go away. It'll last either up to, you know, an hour per level or until triggered, so. Okay. It triggers. Okay. Four times. Oh, boy. There's four Lianas that stand up and stiff arm. And I need to make will saves here. Absolutely, yeah. 21. Uh, pass. 19. Oh, barely. Uh, one will fail. Okay. And then another pass. All right, so one is dazed for the next round. Either way, Eclipse is immediately aware. Um, as soon as it is happens, and oh, uh, so then she would immediately wake up and be like good, ready to go. And what you see around you are these grotesque humanoid figures arms the length of their bodies, hands a writhing mass of fingers eyeless faces with a cruel pointed smile that stretches from both sides across their entire face it looks like they don't have skin they're just made of sinew and I need you to roll for initiative Oh, boy. It's dark, right? Yep. Great. Matumbe, what'd you get? 23. Fram. 20. Eclipse. Okay, so Eclipse was really worried about getting everyone else up. So she has a six. <laughs> Air Bear? Fifteen. So does anybody here wear uh, medium or heavy armor? Nope. No. All right, good, because I wear medium armor, but it's mithril, so it counts as light, so I can sleep in it. Inside mine's light. Yeah. Freya? You're the only one I'm worried about. What is the uh, edge of your range here? It's a 55-foot radius, so whoever is there would be at least 55 feet away. At the top of the round is one of these creatures, and you see it, as fast as it appeared, disappear and reappear right in front of Matumbe. Matumbe's asleep, isn't he? He sure is, unless the Liana wakes him up. Which I don't know if it does or not. I was going to say, immediately Eclipse is aware of everything, and she would just wake up screaming. She knows exactly what it is. Like, she knows it's their sentry that went off. So I don't know why she wouldn't immediately go, intruder. I just don't know how you want to rule that. Because she she knows about it the minute they touch the barrier. So it's all about how Griff wants to rule it. I'd say you're prone. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to require much of a perception check to hear Eclipse yell at your face. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all it's going to do. The other one is going to blink out of existence and appear next to Eclipse diagonally back from the party. It's Batumbe's turn. Oh dear. Um, He's gonna grab his shield and book. And stand up. Okay. The creature is going to attack. Okay. How does a 28 strike you? You know, here's the deal, Griff. I'm next to two of my companions, my (laughs) AC. Looking straight up like a 27. Oh, no. You started as prone anyway, so it would be... Oh, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. So, 23. Well, I'd get a plus four to hit you, right? Or no, it's the it's, other it's way. A neg- it's, yeah, it's a negative yeah, to my AC on a prone. Um, You're right. So yes, I will hit you. That's going to deal 11 points of damage. 
as these fingers just like sink into you. Mm-hmm. And and I would roll a knowledge check. Oh, unless there's a secondary effect, I'm sorry. And it's going to attempt to grab you. Oh, okay, great. All the all the fingers, to, all the better to grab you with. Okay, I don't think this will do it. It's a 26 against your CMD. Oh, that definitely does do it. Okay, so yeah. you are grappled by the creature. Okay. Go ahead and make your uh, knowledge check. As this thing, like, pulls him into its split-open face. Uh, where have I seen you before? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me use my six seconds, uh, to, or six seconds to monologue. You know, I bet you're just examining his uh, dentist, or his, uh, yeah, his, his teeth and other... Uh, I guess. That's how. You would know. Yes! Uh, what kind of knowledge is this looking like? This is going to be planes. Oh! That's my favorite. Don't love that. Oh! Terrible roll here. Um, the only thing that saves me is that my knowledge bonuses are psychotic, so that this is going to be a, uh, a 23. That's 23 so 23 gets you two questions. Um... Just for funsies, what's the creature's name? Not this a question. It's called a dimensional shambler. Dimensional shambler. Love that that sounds badass. Um, okay. Oh boy. Uh, special defenses, of course. Special defenses. It um, it has dr. Okay. It's immune to um, to being summoned, and it resists. Conjuration. Immune to being summoned? What does that mean? Well, it's an extra planar being. So, uh, oh, something Oh, okay. Okay, I see where you're... I see, foreseeably I see, summon sense. it. Um, okay, so that was that was one question. Second question. I guess I'll just kick it to... Kick it to... Uh, I, I would, resistances? Is there anything it's resistant to? No special resistances. Okay, well... That's what I got. Um, yeah, so Matube is gra- grabbed by this thing. But you're, uh, you get esoteric advantage. Yeah, he yes. reduces DR by two. Um, oh, you. fuck. I should have asked what the DR was. That's so stupid. Okay. Um, okay. That's fine. My turn's over. Alrighty. Freya, you are prone on the ground, you are within the reach of this creature. So I checked what armor I'm wearing. It's medium armor. So did you wear that to bed? Is it mithril or is it regular medium armor? It's uh, it's plus one, but it's um, like I have a bonuses to it, but it's not mithril. Okay, I don't. Believe. Would you have worn it when we have a sentry and and be basically like taking the fatigued penalty or whatever that is the next yeah, day? Yeah, I don't think she would. Um, it's, it's yeah. truth, but it sucks. And I looked it up to dawn hastily. It would take a full minute. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, you, you get that going now. Ten rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so Frey is not wearing any armor. Yeah, so I clicked that off on my sheet. But I do have something that could give me a bonus against what I'm guessing is an evil creature. But I'm right next to it. It could still do like an attack of opportunity, even though it's grappling something. Or, yep, it would take the grappling penalty. Okay, well, <laughs> it has another free hand, as long as it has combat reflexes. Yep. Oh, true. That's true. It did already use yeah. me. Yeah, but she's within ten feet of the other. Oh no, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know why I thought they had reached. Uh, we don't know that. So we don't know if it has combat reflexes or not. So I want to cast this spell. It's a new spell I just got. Dispel Evil. And I'm going to try to cast defensively. If I uh, was to just, like, take an attack of opportunity, if it did have combat reflexes, would I lose the spell if I got hit? You'd have to make a concentration check then. Okay. With uh, factoring in the damage that you took. Uh, I will just uh, try to do a concentration. Wait, you mean cast defensively? Or sorry, yes, cast defensively. Thank you. Meets beats for cast defensively? Yep, it does. All right. <laughs> Thank right. you, Dire D20. All right, so 
Freya casts this spell and she is covered in shimmering white holy energy and she gets a plus four deflection bonus to her AC against attacks by evil creatures. And... Who even needs that medium armor? And <laughs> there is a second effect too. So this the target is her and it can be a touched evil creature from another plane. So on a successful uh, melee touch attack, she's going to try to drive it back to where it came from. And so I believe I can do that all in one turn. So she's going to make a touch attack. All right, so a touch attack, it is 21. 21 hits its touch AC. Oh, yes. All right, so... Freya drives holy energy into it from the ground, saying, back to where you came from, and I need it to make a will save. Okay. This would be Um, such a clutch move if you pull this off. Do you know what type of spell this is? Uh, This is an abjuration good spell. Okay. I'm wondering how this is going to play out with the can't-be-summoned thing and the dimensional, if it can hop dimensionally or whatever. That is an 18. That does not succeed because no. this is a fifth level spell. So um, if, if there is spell resistance, um, that can apply. Um, but uh, using that would dispels the like energy on her so she's no longer glowing. But the verbiage of the spell is... Um, she drives it back to its plane. Okay. Uh, let's see. Or its home plane. Awesome. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm going to have it change planes. It does not have a home plane. Oh, they're plane, sh- they're plane jumpers. Oh. oh. But for right now, it's gone. But that means it's not technically native to this plane. Yep, that's what I'm saying. For right now, it's gone. Okay. Well, that that technicality is important for me. That's why I asked. Okay. Freaking clutch. That's amazing. Woo. Mm, so Matumbe is no longer I hope it doesn't come back. Grapple. I know. <laughs> if anybody knows more about the planes, remind me what their resist where the, what their damage reduction is against, please. Oh, can I actually do a knowledge planes real quick? Yep. Oh, yeah. Natural 20, so 24. 24 gets you two questions. Uh, All right, so we wanted to know the damage resistance. Yeah. Yeah, whatever their DR is. It's uh, DR lawful. Mm. Oh, that's not great. That's real bad for me. I can't make my weapon lawful. It will hurt me. Mm. Do that either. Second question. Might want to know some special abilities. I'm that's what I was that out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried it might be a hopping back. So yeah, special abilities. So it has dimensional mastery. Damn a it. dimensional shambler can take actions normally after using dimension door effects. Um, so that'll be fun. A dimensional shambler can ignore. Uh, dimensional anchor and dimensional lock spells. Okay. They can travel between the planes. Oh, ah. no. They oh. can shift planes precisely. Oh boy. You, uh, I, I believe. They can that- manifest at an exact location on a destina- destination plane by making a planes check. I think that uh, you made a mistake in the order in which you would have done things. I don't know if you would cast that if you did your knowledge. Uh, uh, no. One last thing. Yeah. <laughs> it can take you with it. Oh! That would have been really bad. I imagine that's something they do after they grapple you. <laughs> Who knows? So maybe not a horrible time to use this spell then. Oh, God, no. That was great. I appreciate it. Was it was fantastic. All right. Air Bear. Yeah. Your first turn in combat. Oh, this this I'm just got kind of terrifying. Oh, I'm I am scared. Yeah, he, he's he's got to stand up. For one, free action. Going to uh, 
Hmm. A free action is a very quick thing. It, it usually <laughs> is, but still hard knowledge checks. Yeah, I guess uh, he's, he's gonna use a free action to activate his boots. And an extra movement. Yeah, uh, a little extra movement, just haste overall. Ah, uh, uh, yes, boots of haste. He does. Uh, uh, well, boots of haste doesn't give him an extra movement. It just gives him increased movement speed. Oh well, yeah, you're right. I was just saying yes, just. And then uh, swift action. Going to say. Swift. <laughs> no. Free action. Again. Oh. Alright, well, swift action, uh, declaring them, uh, the, the creature in front of him and next to Eclipse as his enemy. Mm. Okay, learning a little bit more about this character. Does he want to take another move to get up in its grill? He wouldn't be able to do anything, uh, once he got there. He used a move, yeah, you wouldn't be able to do anything once you got there. Yeah, so no. Okay. He's uh, trying to strategize. The dimensional shambler, I guess it would be the west on the map, is dazed for this round. The other one is going to dimension door right next to Eclipse diagonally and is going to vital strike Eclipse. You're prone? Yep. That's going to do it. That's a 29 against your prone AC. Absolutely. (laughs) That's funny. It's 23 points of damage. And it's going to attempt to grab you. When do I get to go? Last. Damn it. Oof. Uh, does a 34 grab you? Yeah. You're grabbed by the dimensional shambler. Okay. Cool. And now it's your turn. I had a plan, and now my plan has super changed. What can I do to get him off of me? Or to get out of this? Escape artist or a CMB check against his CMD. What if... Hear me out. What if I activate the Ring of the Ram to bull rush him away from me? Is that even possible? I don't think so. I think you have to break out of his grasp. I mean, you could activate it. I just, I feel like you would either move with him or I can let you use I see the what you're saying. Ring of the Rams uh, CMB check as your CMB check. Well, that was the game plan. Okay. So that could potentially break the grapple, I guess. Okay. If you want it, I'll let you use that. It's not rules as written. I'll let you use it as your CMB check if you want, but it's not going to do any of the other Ring of the Ram effects then. So it wouldn't bull rush, it would just separate us. It'd just separate you, and it wouldn't do any damage. And it would have to succeed. The check. Yeah. You have a high strength and full BAB. You can't get out of this? I mean, I have, a, I have a plus 13 CMB. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think it's horrible chances. So I could. I just was trying to look at, like, what abilities I have. Just because my entire plan was thrown for a loop. So I'm gonna, I guess, try to break out. I'll, I, I'll use the Ring of the Ram because whatever, it's two charges and it gives me a plus four essentially to my CMB. Okay. Nineteen. Fails. I had a plus seventeen to that, guys. Oh. Fifty-fifty oh, shot. All right. Uh, You have a move action. Standing up sounds so stupid if I'm just going to get two attacks of opportunity. 
I'm going to stay on the ground. Like, that makes no sense to me to get two just pummels. Okay. You're already grabbed. I mean, right. what? You'd only just be soaking up more damage if you stood up. It is back to the top of the order, and the Shambler appears right in front of Matumbe again. Oh, cool. (laughs) But it has used its entire action to do so. Uh, The other one next to Eclipse is going to take a five-foot step up to Herbert, is going to Vital Strike, That is a 27 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Twenty points of damage, and it's gonna attempt to grab you. Ooh, it won't grab you with a twenty-one. Thank goodness. Then it's Matumbe's turn. Matumbe, make a perception check. Yeah, I can do that. Getting kind of crappy, a 29. A 29 is enough now that this guy is um, right in front of you. You see the shambler in front of you has um, that same recognizable eye carved into it. Oh, the one from the uh, correspondence with Mr. Vrood. Mm-hmm. I know where you come from. Um, Matumbe is... Ah, boy. Fuck it. Uh, I'm, I'm a level seven Inquisitor now. Time to, time to make it count. Um, he's going to try to cast defensively with a, with a uh, cast defensively check. Sure. Uh, DC I'm trying to hit is a 16 versus a... Uh, I've got a plus 16 versus a 21. Oh, just barely made it. Okay, so the spell I was trying to cast was a spell co- called Coordinated Effort. This is a good one. So basically, I get teamwork feats. Mm-hmm. With Coordinated Effort, I can bestow those teamwork feats on up to as many characters divided by three of my Inquisitor level. So with my multi-class, that comes out to two. What I'm going to do is give Eclipse and Freya the Swarm Scatter Teamwork feat. Basically, their AC is going to go up by one for every adjacent ally. Keep in mind, this only works if I'm part of the chain. So, effectively, Freya being in the middle here, she's getting a plus three to her AC. Um, Eclipse being not in the middle, but also still kind of the middle, will also get a plus three to her AC. Yep. Okay. And I think that applies to CMD as well. It does. Great. good. What was that um, spell again? Uh, Our ability? You're just going to have to remember. Right. It's called coordinated effort. That's fine. I was just kind of curious. Yeah, I just don't know. I think it's one of those situational bonuses, so I'm Uh not sure that it's going to be a Hero Lab thing. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I I, I won't let you forget. It's important to me that I succeeded that. Oh, it's fine. I mean, there's a way to add, like, a special feat type thing, so. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, That would be my entire turn, though. Okay. Freya. Freya's still down on the ground and is so bummed to see this creature back here so quickly and also notices Eclipse is laying down right next to her, not having a great time with it. So Freya also tries to cast defensively for Blessing of Fervor. All right, and that succeeds. So um, Freya grants this to all of the allies, and I've cast this before, but there are a lot of options. Do you guys want me to go over the options for Blessing of Fervor? I have them. I got them on their sheets. Got your attack, you got your uh, extra attack, you got your speed. I have a new sheet. Give me a second to actually add it. Uh, So then as Freya's ability for this round, um, you can stand up as a swift action without provoking an attack of opportunity. So uh, (laughs) she she stands up (laughs) 
and we'll uh, we'll grab her bow then as a move action because yep. she uses swift to stand mm-hmm. up without provoking. Ha ha. Got him. And that's her whole turn. All right, Air Bear. All right, this shambler has has stepped up and he is actually going to take a five foot step diagonal so that he will soon flank with Eclipse against this thing. Sorry about your teamwork things, but all right. You still get two. I mean, are you really part of the team yet? Okay. Uh, I was going to say, you can't, he's not part of it, is he? But you would have benefited from being there. You still benefit from him, even if he doesn't. Gotcha. Okay, what's coming at me? All right, uh, here are, well, here's just one set. All right, I highly doubt, highly, highly doubt, uh, a... Well, maybe not. Uh, 23? Yep. Okay. Um, actually, then, yeah. I have two 23s and a natural 19 on the die. Which will... Um, that will... Threaten, right? With the- That will threaten. Uh, and we'll resolve that in a minute. I'll go on to my next set here. Because here is the next set of three. And... With that, there's this one is going your enemy to be. Too. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be pretty heavy here. The last one though, well, d- probably not. Thirteen. No, thirteen. Uh, does a twenty-two? Yes. Okay. And the other one is a seventeen on the die, also giving it a critical threat. How many attacks is this? Six. You, you know you're only level nine, right? Yes, okay. but I have haste, so... Okay. <laughs> the, the man's got some uh, yeah. multi-weapon fighting shit going on. Okay, so this is to confirm one. And... Oh shit, a 21? 21 confirms. Okay, Ooh. here's one to confirm the next one. Uh, 16 on the die is also another critical threat, so that will definitely also, or with a plus 17, will also confirm. Yep. Um, Alright. There's a lot of math to be done here. (laughs) A lot of math. Two Uh, crits and two hits, right? Uh, Three hits. Two crits and three hits. Yep. And I assume, what what type of weapon is this? Uh, Piercing slash. I mean, from a uh, magical bonus perspective. Uh, it is... So like a plus one something? Just a plus, yeah, just a plus one agile. Okay. So DR will be in effect for all of these. Right. We'll see if yeah. it matters. Let's see. If you can't kill one of these in two crits and three hits, we have some serious issues. <laughs> Either with the enemies or your build. <laughs> okay. And and it's his enemy. Yes. Yeah. So I forgot with the DR that you're probably gonna want them all separately. I will just take twenty five points out of the damage. Okay, then eighty seven. Eighty seven is the total. Total. Okay, so then minus twenty five. Sixty two. Okay. Looks like it uh, did some serious damage on this guy. The one that was dazed. I assume that was only a one-round daze, right? Yep. Okay, it is going to whirling dimensional dervish. Uh, use that dimension door to appear right behind Air Bear. Seeing him carve into one of his brethren. And he's going to vital strike. Ooh, that may not do it, though. Uh, 24 with the flank. Ooh. I... The meat beat. Buddy. All right. Are you factoring in your blessing of fervor? Did you pick the bonus to AC? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
14 points of damage. So, uh, this one's gonna attempt to grab you as well. Natural 20 on the grab. We'll grab you. Alright. And now it is the one that is holding Eclipse. It's going to attempt to maintain that grapple. Okay, that's a... 32. Yeah. Make me a will save. I have a 29. Oh, will save. <laughs> so what that stack of hero cards looking like? Nothing. Yeah, no. We burned them all mm-hmm. the last couple yeah. episodes. Is this a shadow spell? Uh, no, I'll, I'll choose not to do the shadow plane. Is it mind affecting? No. Oh, fuck. I rolled the same number as my will save. Okay. I rolled 14 total. 14 total? Yeah. The creature and Eclipse disappear. Fuck, I made a huge mistake last time. I have a swift action of freedom of movement and I didn't use it. It's fine. And I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. (laughs) Oh boy. I knew it.